Yeah, yeah, check one, two, check one, two. Is this mic on? Is this mic on? Hey, listen, man. It's the one and only trendsetter DJ Sense, and you're listening to Cocktails. Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe. Yeah. Today's cocktail is called Classy. The ingredients you need are two ounces of Prosecco, one and a fourth ounce of Aperol, splash of soda water, five ounces of ginger ale, and this is how you're going to make it. You're just going to build all the ingredients in a glass over ice, garnish, and serve, or you can put it on the rocks or just drink it however because it's going to be, you know, on ice already. Enjoy. Okay, welcome back to Cocktails Dirty Discussions, you guys. I'm Kiki Said So. I am Medina Monroe. How are you? I'm good. My throat is hurting. Oh, no. I think it's because um, I did something really, really bad. What did you do? Kiki. What? I... So, you know, we, we didn't see each other before the 4th of July or on the 4th of July. It's been a minute. I was gone. Oh, man. Like, on the 4th of July, I became a carnivore. I had a piece of smoked brisket. Wasn't it, it was good? So Where'd you get good. it from? I got it from Whole Foods. Okay, was, they have good brisket. It was so good. And then I was just on a roll. I was on a whole like meat eating roll. I had a lamb chop, I had a lamb gyro. That lamb chop was good. Bitch, Where, did you like, cook it? No. Oh. We went to some 4th of July thing and they had all this. And I was like, it's 4th of July. I'm going to just eat some, some meat. And mm-hmm. I just didn't even stop. And I was like, oh my gosh. Now I got to do a whole cleanse and try to start back over for fourth of july i went out of town i got to spend some time with my family um i really enjoyed louisiana yeah i did go to louisiana and i went to texas i was like in and out it was a little pop-up show Mm -hmm. because i was there for like two days and that's it and it wasn't even a full two days um i got to see my dad's side of the family Mm -hmm. all the people that i've researched over the years i found out i have an uncle i didn't meet him he doesn't know that he's my uncle, so I've got another mystery to solve, you guys. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. And then I got some other news that I won't share on the show, but it was just like, man, like, <clears throat> why are there always so many bombshells? Like, I don't think I can handle it anymore. I don't, I don't want But I don't get, are they just like, we have a family function, let's drop a bombshell again? No, I think it's just like so many, so many secrets. So like, okay, that came out because we all, the whole family went to this like, juke joint called mm-hmm. jj's that's attached to a gas station oh, what's that? <laughs> so we went in there it was like 40 or 50 of us and that was pretty much all the people there and we were just hanging out so my great aunt was there and she was like yeah you know you have a brother she says this to my dad so i'm looking like a brother he doesn't have a brother on either side as far as i know so it turns out that the guy doesn't even know that he's related to this family his mother has never told and my dad is in his 50s you guys so i don't know how old his brother is but he's obviously very grown and i'm just like this is so crazy it's like history repeating itself and do you want to meet him or are you kind of yeah, like yeah oh. you know i want to meet all of the people mm-hmm. then me and my dad were having a conversation and he told me something and he let it slip and i'm just like it's not like about my family it's specifically about him and sometimes i'm just like you have to communicate with people mm-hmm. and talk to them about things like there are certain secrets that i get you at keep like i'm not telling my family about my sex life mm-hmm. it's not your business if you sneak and listen to the podcast well now you know mm-hmm. i'm not telling you that 
But if if there's something more serious, if I had kids, it's certain things I would share and it's just frustrating. But other than that, I'm excited about spending more time out there. I'll be in Houston next month. So if anybody's listening and you're in Houston and you want to connect, I'll be there around August. I'm going to help my little sister move to college. And so um, she'll be there. My other sister and her family will be there. Um, I'm just like, dang, everybody's going to be in Houston. Or do you think you're going to cry when y'all leave her at college? Um, probably because I was getting teary eyed just thinking about I really used to wipe shit out of her booty crack. And like, I, I have a sister who's really close in age to me, you guys. And then I have a younger brother and sister who are like 12 or 13 years younger than me. So it was like <clears throat> Madison was my baby. Mm-hmm. And then my brother was my sister's baby when it came to babysitting. So it's like, this is my baby and she's all grown up. And like, she helped me drive back from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, she's a I feel really like your eyes are getting juicy right yeah, now. Yeah, I've been crying all day. It's just been a day. It's oh been one of those days. But yeah, it'll be tears of joy. I'm mm-hmm. excited for her. Oh, I remember when my mom dropped me off at college and I thought that I was going <laughs> to... First of all, I thought Clark was going to look like Stomp the Yard. And as <laughs> soon as I got to Bumstead and saw my dorm, I started crying. And I was oh. like, it's ghetto! I was crying so hard. That's why I was crying. But then um, I thought I was going to be happy when my mom left and we were just crying. I was like, wait, I'm really, really going to be left here as I a grown-up. I was my mom. Like, we got into an argument. On drop-off college day? Because mm-hmm. she's just so controlling. And now that I'm thinking about it, it's the same stuff. It was the same mm-hmm. thing like at Madison's graduation. Is your mom just- a Virgo? No. Okay. She is a cancer. Her birthday's this month, actually. Mm. Her birthday's on the 20th, and then my dad's is on the 21st. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was just, we just weren't working. Um, Also, I wanted to say welcome to the world, culture, Kiari, Cephas. Cardi B had her baby, and I'm just like, you named this baby culture? I didn't even know that. She had her baby yesterday. She posted an announcement, and that is the baby's name. Culture. Culture. With a K, of course. Culture Kiari Cephas. I feel like like we live in a world now. I'm not hating on the name. You're going to name your baby what you want to name your baby. Yeah, because I'm not taking care of it, so do what you want to do. Yeah, do what you want to do, and that little baby rich. Um, But, (laughs) like, people, I just feel like now we're in a world where people want to see, name their child the most outlandish thing that you can, everyone wants to. But you want (laughs) to name your baby after your baby daddies or your husband's um, album? Like, okay, but okay, girl. I mean, culture, little culch. Hey, culch. Culty cult. Um, okay, so before we get into this week's discussion, well, sorry, did you have anything else? Oh, yeah, this is random. Okay. Um, this is just a statement. Do you okay. ever, and a question, okay. do you ever feel like towards the end of the month, everything starts to fall apart on your body? Fall apart on my body? Like, no. I is your like period at the end of the month? My period's at the end of the month. And I feel like every time it's about to approach, like everything just starts to look ugly. Okay, I feel like that when it's about to be my period. But my period isn't at the end of is the month. Is it the beginning or the middle? It's in the middle. I just be like, I was wondering I why I looked in the mirror. Oh, I was you? like, I'm looking real. My skin breaks my out. My skin is breaking out. I feel like my curl pattern is changing. And I'm just mm. like, fuck you, period. Yeah. That's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, this week we we're talking about toxic relationships. So um, for the weird sex this week, I just wanted to talk about some of the effects that toxic relationships can have on your body because I didn't realize some of the physical <clears throat> effects. You said a man is not a necessity. A man is a luxury. Like dessert. <laughs> yeah. A man is absolutely not a necessity. Did you mean that to sound... Mean and bitter? Oh, not at all. I adore dessert. I love men. I think men are the coolest. But you don't really need them to live. 
you know, our society is way more health conscious now. <clears throat> and even though people are paying more attention to nutrition labels and what's organic and all those things in the environment and all of that, sometimes, you know, people will even do, you did organic deodorant, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some people are doing that shit in the summertime and it's rude because you might be a little ripe. Anyway, um, aside from all of that, people don't always realize how toxic relationships can be and the things that it can do on your health. So there was a study that I found where they followed 10,000 people over the course of a little over 12 years. And so according to the study, they said that um, those who were in negative relationships were at a greater risk of developing heart problems, um, including including dying from heart attacks and strokes than those whose close relationships weren't negative. People have adapted to something called CTRA, and it's a type of gene expression that <clears throat> is associated with inflammation and um um, low immunity so it's just kind of like you have all of these negative effects just like being depressed how it can take a physical toll on your body those toxic relationships can do that and it, I'm not just talking about like romantic relationships mm. but any relationship work you don't like relationships your, job. your friends um, co-workers family all of that. yeah family a lot of that stuff can be draining so today we are going to talk about toxic relationships but I just thought I'd share that before I forget because I don't think people really think about how there are so many things that happen in your everyday life that have <coughs> a long-term effect on your physical body mm-hmm. so yeah that was that was it for weird sex I just thought I'd drop some knowledge um, that was sad sex yeah, but toxic <laughs> shit is sad, so we may as well get in the mood. So um, I wanted to go through and talk about like some of the signs of being in a toxic relationship, whether it's you or you could be the toxic person mm-hmm. or the other person is or you just recognize it in your friends. One of the main things I know is having a lack of trust. For you personally, or are you just saying like... like Across the board for anybody like that can be a sign of being in a toxic relationship if you don't trust that person or that person doesn't trust you and it's like you've been friends or you've been in a relationship for a very long time and it doesn't get better. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can start to bring out toxic behaviors like questioning people all the time or going through someone's cell phone, getting mad about social media. Yeah, social media stuff like little things like that that can start to really have an effect on you. It definitely can. I think that you have to try to, um, man, that trust, that's a real big thing. What are some things that find cause you not to trust someone? Mm, For me, I don't really have, like, let me not lie. Um, Not to trust. If Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's going to be real generic here if you if I catch you in a lie mm-hmm. there aren't many things other than that where I'm gonna be like dang like I just don't trust you you look like you're lying mm-hmm. if I actually catch you in the lie or you say some shit that is different from what you just said mm-hmm. a lie mm-hmm. that's the thing that makes me be like oh my gosh now I don't know if I can trust you depending on what that lie is yeah. it's really basic for me I don't really dig too deep I don't go look I've learned my lessons on looking for shit and uh-huh. trying to catch you in a lie I'm what not really happened? into that uh, I'm not gonna get into it I think that you know when you definitely when you go looking for stuff you can find it but sometimes it's like what has caused you to put me in a position to where I don't trust you like aside from lying sometimes I think that people just have behaviors about themselves and you notice things like maybe you don't catch a person that lie but you notice a routine like if you're dating someone and you know like this is just their routine and they start to deviate from that routine sometimes that causes me causes me to wonder especially if I ask a question and the shit doesn't add up 
You know what I mean? And um, that can cause me not to trust you. And I have gone through phones mm. and emails. Just because? No, I had some reasons to go through them. And I just wanted to have my confirmation. Mm -hmm. And I found it. As I'm going through and finding this stuff, when I go back even further than this specific thing, I see all along I should have known that something was up. But it was something that this person did that changed. Mm -hmm. And so then it made me suspicious. And so then whenever I found what I found, it was like, okay, I'm looking at this timeline it's like the whole time you've been lying so let me ask you this do you think to go through somebody's phone do y'all need to be committed or are you just like something doesn't seem right and i feel like i have the right to go through your phone just oh, I because think i'm wrong for going through the phone <laughs> that's okay. not my phone i shouldn't have done it but i did it and do you tell them like i went through yeah. your phone and that's how i found it yeah okay i'm gonna lay it out like yes i went through your phone and this is what i saw and i need you to explain i feel like was uh, this a boyfriend no it's happened i would say on more than one occasion and it's like they would get mad You're because bold. I yeah i can <laughs> be bold and we were doing it to each other. This was a toxic relationship. Like, he would go through my shit. I mm -hmm. would go through his. And I think he would get mad because when he would go through mine, he wouldn't really find anything. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't doing anything but going through his shit. And it just, it just became, like almost like an obsession to go through these things and it's like girl why are you doing this let it go but it's hard to let it go Some, sometimes sometimes it's easier than others um, i remember speaking of going through phones i remember one time my, one of my exes he went through um my voicemail and i mm -hmm. was like how the fuck do you even do that and he worked for the we shared the same phone coverage what is it we're on the like same plan. plan okay and my mom told me from the why don't we listen to our parents i don't know my mom was like don't do that that's not mm -hmm. smart you're not married and you just shouldn't do that yeah. well i did it anyways because it was like the better cheaper option uh-huh and um yeah he got a hold of my voicemails and he went through my voicemails i was doing some so, shady shit so what did he say after he went through the voicemails or did you just notice that all your voicemails had been listened mm, to because this was a long time ago it wasn't like it wasn't where you have like the little notification on the phone you had to like actually call the voice so it, I, he called me. I was at work. Mm -hmm. He calls me and he's like, so um, remember the other night when I asked you where were you? It was like a story like that. And I was like, yeah. And I told you where I was at. He was like, so before you even start to lie, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you I went through your voice messages and mm -hmm. I know where you really were. And I was like, so what did you say? He was like, D I was about to say I was really with Cinco. He was like, before I even said it, he was like, and don't try to lie and say you're with Cinco. Cinco would always be like my lie, man. Uh -huh. Like, because he was like my best guy friend and really just my friend. We never used to fuck around. My boyfriends would meet him. Uh -huh. And um, I was like, he was like, before you even try to say you were with Cinco, I already know you weren't because like i said i went through your voice and i was like well you shouldn't do that shit, shit started to get toxic because uh -huh. then i was like oh what can i catch you in because mm -hmm. i know you're doing some shit yeah and that makes me think about the relationship scorecard so i was reading this article and they were talking about it. i was like what is the relationship scorecard so they were saying how like you'll be in a relationship with someone and you kind of do a tit for tat thing and it's like okay it's the worst. like how you got caught with the voicemail lie then you want to catch him in something and if you catch him in something you're going to hold on to it mm -hmm. but then when you throw it in his face and be like well remember that time i went through your phone and I found this in your voicemails and I feel like this is worse and it's just like when you're going tit for tat to me it's like okay are you gonna move on from whatever the transgression was or not because if you're not gonna move on don't continue to throw shit in my face mm -hmm. are you over it or not if you're not over it then we need to work through it but don't tell me you're okay and that we can move on if you're gonna keep coming back to this 
And like, depending on what it is, because sometimes you can do the scorecard with small shit. Like, like well, what? you ain't leave, you left the dish, and that's why I left these pile of dishes. Because remember that day you left the dish. But even that, that would get on my damn nerves. It's like, why are we doing this? Let's I just feel do like the dishes. It's natural, especially when you've been with somebody for a long time. Small shit. I'm not saying big stuff like cheating and catching people in huge lies. Mm-hmm. But um, wow, damn, I had a point and I forgot it. never mind okay well uh, you were saying something about going tit for tat and it can be small things and sometimes it's okay yeah sometimes I think the tit for tat thing is is okay if it's like a small thing because naturally in a relationship you're gonna get on each other's nerves and do things like that you Mm -hmm. just are and at least that's my experience I don't Mm -hmm. know if you can like chime in on it because I don't know if you've been in a long long term relationship Mm -hmm. and I know you haven't lived with a man but I think naturally sometimes you just start to do shit like that I think that people do it but I'm just saying whether I think it's healthy or not so then there's two like acts of jealousy and like being like have you ever been with somebody who's starts to do or show little jealous traits and they try to act like they're doing it to show that they care but then it really can just be taken too far like sometimes like even I've been out with someone before where it was like if he would get jealous and we were out in public he would kind of show a lot more PDA and he would hold me a lot closer and it was just like you know you kind of suffocate me bro move Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like I have to be right up under you and it started to feel like you're just acting this way because you're being jealous you're a little insecure yeah yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever been? Do you think that you've ever been the person who was acting jealous and kind of acted out on that? Absolutely. I think I think I've been that person a lot. Like I think I acted out in a different way. I don't think I'm gonna try to be all up in your booty in public. What Naturally, I just do? like that. But I think I'll get annoying and start to ask questions like, "Oh, well, how do you know where again?" Mm-hmm. That's like kind of like nagging, maybe. Kind of like nagging, and not that I'm always like that, but I have been that girl before, and it's normally with men in a toxic relationship with men who make me feel insecure Mm -hmm. about whatever just have always made me feel insecure about whatever the situation was so and but the thing is I feel like a lot of times when I have been like that I was right about what I was nagging about about the person I was inquiring about a whole Mm -hmm. bunch and getting I was right I think the intuition is real not all the time. I'm with talk. If you're being toxic and y'all both just annoying each other, you have no receipts or anything. That's one thing. But a lot of times, I have not had receipts, and then it came out that this shit was true. Yeah, I mean that does happen. <laughs> definitely, I try to trust my gut, but sometimes I'm wrong. And I hate mm. whenever it's like I accuse someone of something and I'm standing there with egg on my face because I actually was wrong. That's why I end up doing crazy shit like digging for receipts because I don't want to end up that way mm-hmm. where it's like I'm accusing you of something. And I just feel it in my heart and I just know and all the signs are there. But I didn't really have any hard proof. And then I say it and then it's like, OK, well, no. And let me prove you wrong. And I really wasn't lying or I really wasn't doing whatever. And that is just like that's embarrassing. It's just like so uncomfortable, and then you have to apologize, and, and then, then you're mad because like, you were. <laughs> yeah, I'm like mad at myself, and then it's like I still want to go dig because it's like it ain't no way that I could have been that wrong about something that I felt so strongly about. Then it's like, well, damn, how do I trust my gut, bitch? Because you led me wrong. I need to trust my mind because my gut don't be right. I don't know if I need some different probiotics or what, but sometimes that shit is just not right. In relationships, do you find that you are very controlling or do you find that maybe your partner is more so in control? In my current relationship or just no, in just all in relationships? General. I'm I wouldn't say I'm controlling. Maybe with certain things, but it's like it's like small stuff. Like if we're planning a trip, I like for instance with my birthday trip. 
Uh-huh. I got a little bit upset with Carlos because he tried to plan a surprise birthday trip when I don't like stuff like that. And I'm not trying to sound bratty and unthankful because mm-hmm. I'm super grateful yeah. that you would do that. However, it's like my birthday. This is a big number. This is a big birthday. This is an important birthday. So if you plan a trip and you're trying to make it a surprise trip and it's not one of the top places that I would like to go to, mm-hmm. I get a little bit controlling. Like I got to call the travel agent and change some things because oh the type of trip that you planned is not even me. Like he tra- he planned a relaxation trip. I don't uh-huh. want to relax. Oh. I don't. I want to go so and I want to have a good time. So what did you say to him or did I you said just exactly call that. the travel agent? <clears throat> I was like, I really need for you to let me know where we're going for my birthday because this is a big birthday and um, we're staying for 10 days and I want to <laughs> make sure that like I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. He was like, That's oh. a long time. It's a long time. So he's like, okay, this is where we're going and I was like, I don't want to go there. I was like, can we change it? I was like, I'm not even trying to be rude. If oh there's any God. fees that needs to that need to be paid, I'll pay them but can we, is there any way we could change it? He was like, I'm going to give you the travel agent's number, you call and see what we can do. We couldn't change it but we could change some of the things in the trip. And uh-huh. I just had to tell him because I didn't really think it was fair. Like, I wouldn't plan. If you want to go somewhere and relax, and this is your birthday, and I'm like, we're going to Vegas. Mm-hmm. You would be like. So how did he come up with the place? He wanted to go there. Oh. And that's what happened. He wanted to go there. He And he was thinking about him. And that would piss me off. I was honestly. Little, I, was, I was upset. I'm over it now because it is what it is. And I appreciate it. But it was one yeah. of, he wanted to go. And anyways, I don't think I'm controlling. I think I'm very lenient. And I, I'm submissive. So I would rather be with a controlling person that is respectfully controlling. Like, But I'm not controlling. Okay. What about you? I'm not controlling either. And I think that that has been my downfall. Well, let me clarify. I'm not controlling in my romantic relationships. With my friends, it depends on the friends, Mm -hmm. um, whether I'm controlling or not. It just depends. Um, But in my romantic relationships, I'm not controlling. And I think that every time I end up in a situation where I should have spoke up and I should have really voiced how I felt, I'm the one that ends up not feeling good about whatever happens in the end. Girl, in a situation like that now. I feel like, you know, I've got to learn and it's a work in progress that I have got to speak up and speak my mind about these things. And it's like, I don't know why I get that way sometimes. And it's like, oh, I think I try to be flexible. Mm -hmm. But then in trying to be flexible, sometimes it's like, well, I don't really... It's hard to be flexible on certain things when you feel strongly about something, you know? And then it's like, well, am I just being picky? But like am what? I just trying? I can't even think of something specific, but something where I care. It's not a situation where I don't care. Like, okay, I want to eat wings tonight and we can go to one of these four places and I really don't care. <clears throat> then, okay, you pick. I really don't care. That's a situation where you really don't care about shit. But when it's something where it's like, okay, we need to make a major decision about something and I have to, either it's going to be your way or my way. And if we compromise, there's really no compromise because there's only two options. That's a situation where sometimes I might just be like, okay, it can be your way. And usually that shit don't go well. So I need to stop doing that. Compromising. No, not compromise. Because to me, that's not really a compromise. If you can have it your way or I can have it my way, but there's no way that we can meet in the middle. It's just one or the other. And then I just say, okay, we can have it your way. To me, that's not really a compromise because we're not, no, only one person is budging. You're not budging. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So I think in a situation like that, sometimes I should like 
fight a little harder for what I feel if it's something that I do care about instead of just like being like, okay, well, whatever, you know? So Mm. that's what I do sometimes in relationships. I don't really feel that I'm controlling. I can be very controlling with work stuff and controlling with with my little siblings I am. Mm. And I try to lay off because I don't want to be like a mama bear, but I just want... I try so hard to like protect them and to give them good advice and to guide them on the right path that sometimes I recognize that it comes off controlling so I back up a little bit. That I'm good about but the relationships y'all I'm just a fucking mess. Just a mess. And that kind of goes along with like the self-betrayal. Have you ever felt like you maybe have some values or you have something that you feel strongly about or that you have any sort of feeling about and you kind of compromise that for another person? Oh my god. Whether gosh. you're dating or you know whatever. I feel like I do that a lot um with friends. And I'm this is like something that I'm still learning how to not do. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of the times I have friendships where it's like it doesn't really go my way. What do you mean? <laughs> like it, it's just like the if if I have a a op, another decision or something else that I want to uh-huh. say that it isn't what you want to do, yeah, I'm the one who is the bad person or the one who's looked at like I can't believe she would do that. I, with literally with all of my friends, I uh-huh. feel like even we've been in that situation before where it's like, okay, well, I'm not even gonna say this because I know Kiki's gonna get mad or she's gonna be like, Why well, did- no, I don't. This is better and did Well, let me ask you like this that. specific to you and I because mm-hmm. no, none of your other friends are here. When do you feel like I looked at you like you were the bad person? I feel like whenever we have a disagreement with this show uh-huh. your attitude changes uh-huh. and it turns into something where it's like now I know how this is going to go for like the next three weeks okay. we're going to act funny with each other and we're we're good with like not showing that on the show we really are but the, that would be like my but I, I'm just trying to figure out why you say the bad person because I feel like when some when people don't agree on things it should be like okay we don't agree and that's mm-hmm. that we don't have to act funny Mm-hmm. And there will be times when it's like, now you're absent, or now we're just not talking, or we come in the studio and it's weird, uh-huh. and we just kind of like thug through it and make it work. And I just don't think it should be like that, because at one point, we used to be best friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I <laughs> think that like I don't look at you like a bad person. Like I don't agree with things. We both know that. And so we'll have disagreements, but I never look at you like a bad person. Not that you look, maybe not saying you look at me like a bad person, but you act funny. Not a bad person. It's just like. I have to. Sometimes I like, and we've talked about this too, and this is how we're different. When I have feelings about something, sometimes I like to just take a minute and step back and think about it. Mm -hmm. Because I recognize that how I say things and what I say is not always taken the way that I mean it. So I try to really think about how I want to say it. And it's like, is it even that big of a deal? And I feel that from you sometimes too. Like I feel like you might have an attitude sometimes or I don't really know what's up. Or you ask me a question, I answer. And you don't take what I say at face value for whatever reason. And so then it's like, okay, well, this is awkward. But we have to move past it and it's just like okay well maybe you know I don't know what else is going on in her life and we've Mm -hmm. had that conversation a million times and so then it's like okay well I've said a million times how I feel and maybe you feel the same way I'm not going to keep pushing an issue because maybe I'm just looking at it wrong Mm -hmm. and then that's just it we can take a break really quick because we still need to talk about what it's like when you realize that you're in these toxic relationships and then what do you do about it Okay, guys, so we're back. So after we went through all that depressing stuff about, you know, being in these toxic relationships. Y'all probably mad. Y'all like, whenever it's just y'all do, y'all be sad and depressed. 
I haven't been living it up lately. I don't know about you. Um, do you feel like you... Um, how do you figure out if a relationship is worth saving once you've established that it is a bit toxic? Girl, are you asking me these questions? Like, I know, I literally... I was just on the phone with one of my childhood friends. And we were... Li- I mean, I kid you not, before I even read what you wrote, we were having this discussion. Like, uh-huh. how do you know when to stop fighting? I don't have an answer for that. Like, I don't know when you're supposed to stop fighting for a relationship. Obviously, if you're getting done upside your head, I, I've never even been in No, I just mean, that, like, but- you. When you have your friendships or your relationships and you oh. realize that it's bad, like, what do you do? I'm not saying give advice to people. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking, really, how do you kind of decide? Uh, if it gets to a point where it's like some unforgivable shit has been done or Mm -hmm. said about me, Mm -hmm. that's kind of when I throw in the towel. When you do some shit, like I told you something personal Mm -hmm. or you called somebody and said some stuff and it made its way back to me, even Mm -hmm. if I'm not supposed to know, and Mm -hmm. it's the type of hurtful shit where it's like, I don't know how I can move forward as a real friend or girlfriend. Mm -hmm. That's what, I give people a lot of chances. I'll give you a lot of chances. I said that before. I'm not really one of those people where I'm like, if you slept with one of my exes, I'm all the way done. It depends on the situation. Yeah, you said that a few times. I've said it a few (laughs) times. It depends on our relationship and it it depends on the situation, but there are just some things for me that, the unforgivable things that you can say or do to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, the non-negotiable. So like deal breaker. <clears throat> so you have a deal breaker in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So once a, it has to be one of those. And then the other yeah. things you can like, And one of them would be like sharing secrets. Mm-hmm. You know how sometimes friends fall out and then you go and you're like, and that's why that bitch had AIDS or something like that. Like if somebody didn't, that's extreme. Yes, But there is. are people that do stuff like that. They, Jen is a prime example on Basketball Yes, I was lives. literally just thinking of that. And, and that wasn't, that was bad, but not as bad as like telling someone's business like that but there are private things where it's like just because we have a disagreement or we're not friends right now or we Mm -hmm. had a fallout if you go do some shit like that boyfriend or friend I don't know how to make it work after that because you just did some shit that's like uh, that's not cool I have a friend who has slept with somebody who I was dating Mm -hmm. and I was able to forgive her and move on like to her face or it was like a I'm gonna forgive you no we are real friends okay and so we were able to work past it but I've had other friends who have done that it's happened a lot actually I be fucking hoes and fucking with people who like to you know go back and it's just like why would you do that and it's hurtful and so it's like then I evaluate the the friendship as a whole. Mm-hmm. Or if a guy does something. It doesn't even have to be just sleeping with somebody else that I slept with. But if a guy does something, then I have to go back and say, well, let me look at this whole situation. And I like to do like a pros and cons thing. But there are some things that is just like non- unforgivable. And then and sometimes it makes it even more sad because depending on the situation, if you do, if you still want the relationship and you're just like, why the fuck did you do that? It's. I don't know. It's hard. And I think that with certain people, even things that I say are unforgivable, I might be able to move past it because I have forgiven people for some really fucked up things that they've done to me Mm -hmm. or to someone close to me. And it's just it's just hard. And it's like you don't want to. and You try to learn your lesson. And even still, I feel like the relationship, once you do do one of those non-negotiable things or those deal breakers, it's like. I don't know that that friendship or that relationship will ever go back to what it was. Yeah. I can't think of an example 
where it had I, well my one friend like we're still friends but i still bring it up and i told her i'm gonna bring it up i bring it up on the show. i mean she knows she listens to the show does she get and mad I, mean, I don't think so she doesn't say she does but she knows that she was wrong and we've all established that and so now we just make jokes about it mm. and it's just like well that's that's just what happens and she accepts it and she's like you know i was wrong so that's what it is and i've done things and sometimes people will make jokes about it and it's just like well you know i i did it mm-hmm. so i mean what are we gonna do i'll let you make your jokes is that makes you feel better and we can call it even it's like in fair game and then too i just if i do forgive a person i do change how i act with them like i've had friends who i have shared things with Mm -hmm. and it was like i got upset first because i was like okay like what you said like i told you something it was supposed to be between us and now it's circled back to me or sometimes people will tell on themselves Mm -hmm. and they'll say oh i was talking to such and such about this and you're telling me about a conversation you had about me with somebody else so i can be calm you know but inside it's like i'm upset and then i have to say okay you know what at the end of the day i can't act like i've never repeated something that was told to me and, and i some- hate when people do that because that is true people do that Sheila. you tell yeah. somebody but it's about who you tell it's vent to your sister you bitch don't vent to somebody that knows me and at some point is gonna people are haters People, some of your closest friends are haters yeah. and they gonna reach out at some point when you have a fallout and be like well let me tell you what she mm. said one time and mm-hmm. then you're sitting there like well, sometimes I don't even like this shit don't tell me what sometimes someone I says about me know. it's just like wow So, but then I'm like well why were y'all talking about this how did you get the information cause now you're bringing it back to me and I'm just like well why was this person comfortable to talk shit about me to you for you to bring it back? And what did you say mm-hmm. when they said this? Like, then I'm just questioning everybody. So anyway, I say all of that to say that what I've been trying to do, especially like within the past few years and just I can't keep getting mad at my friends because they repeat the stuff that they tell me. Sure, <laughs> I don't like it. Sure, I can ask you to keep a secret and you tell me that you will. But I've got to realize that that is not always going to happen. So I just stop telling people shit. And then it ends up being weird. But that. it's like I, I hate not being that. able to tell people. But sometimes I'm just like I'd rather do this because I've seen how I've heard how you talk about me. And then I see how you talk about other people. And I just don't want to have my story in the mix because it's some stuff that I really do want to keep. And it's like, I've just told myself now, it's like, you cannot control what people do with the information that you give them. I mean, you can't. And so, you know, I just be, I just stop telling people stuff. And then to, well, I'll I'll just leave it at that. Do you think that you could stay? Have you, well, I won't ask you, have you, but do you think that you could find a way to stay in an emotionally or physically abusive relationship? (sighs) Hmm. physically abusive um okay this is gonna sound crazy i know y'all are gonna be like physical abuse physical abuse it is but sometimes you hit each other and then you never do it again and you for real for real never do it again carlos and i got in one bad fight one time it's, it wasn't a thing where it was like, I had to go to the hospital. He I had remember. to go to the hospital. It wasn't a situation like that. But it was like, and I, I started the physical. He started the fight. He broke my phone. And then I took a candle and I broke the, his flat screen TV. I was like, you can't just go around, you know, breaking niggas' phones. It dispersed. You see how big Carl's is? The shit just shattered into thin air. Anyways, we had a situation where it was like, he didn't punch me. I didn't punch him. But some, you know, some pushes were had. That is the closest thing I think I've ever had to physical abuse. And I don't condone it but I'm still with Carlos and we have never we swore to ourselves that can never happen again we broke up for a while 
that mm-hmm. shit can't never happen again. And even when we got back together and we talked about it again, even when we get in arguments now, um, that can never happen again. And if I ever feel like that was going to happen again, it uh-huh. would be done. How did you like build up the trust that it wouldn't happen? Because I know what type of person I am. And I know how if you make me mad enough, I will try to push you to certain um limits that, that you're not supposed to push people to like <laughs> killing somebody like a really and i can say i i know that and i okay. know that you're not supposed to do that and that was something i learned about myself like you can't do that to people you can't you just can't and i did and oh i would never God. do that again to a man to a woman unless you're ready for what might happen but i don't condone physical abuse and i don't um i don't think i think if someone was just always going upside my head and really punching mm-hmm. me out like a lifetime movie Hell no. The first time you backhand me, I would like for no reason, like not doing the dishes. I got to go. I'm already trying (laughs) to find a shelter. Like I really that's terrifying. I've not been in a physically abusive um, situation, but I have had several friends who are who are in them who have been in. Oh, it is so hard to sit there and watch a friend be in that situation. You can't do anything. I had a friend. We we were friends from college and she ended up in this relationship with this guy who was like he was verbally abusive and physically abusive and it was bad and Mm -hmm. we were like girl you have got to go like do you want us to call your parents do you want us to call the police like all of our friends were like in a group and we're trying to support her and give her whatever it is whatever kind of confidence she needs to leave the situation so she says she's done she tells us all of these horrible things he's done and she kind of like asked us to stick up for her because he was like fighting no 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 because again i'm not getting in a physical fight with Uh anybody um but like he was talking a lot of shit about her online or something like that he was he was doing something online and she just wanted us to say something to him so i was like okay well you know me and thomas we tag team Mm -hmm. and we just had some things to say and then this girl got mad at us she turned on us and i'm like but didn't you ask us to do this and now you're upset because you've decided to stay with him. So it's like, girl, no. Like another friend of mine asked me to say something to somebody. I said, no, ma'am. Uh, but did you take been it ten too years far? Ago, no. Okay. No. But we called him out mm-hmm. and that was that. And then she was like, well, I'm going to still work it out. And he promises he's not going to do it. But it, it was bad to the point where you can't. That's not believable. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't shown you that. He's shown you the exact opposite of that. And you keep trying to convince us because you've told us too much now. And we truly want the best for you. But it's like watching a person go through that is so hard. I've watched family go through situations like that. I've watched mm-hmm. friends go through situations like that. And for me, it's just so hard. And it's like, I want to be there for a friend in a situation like that. But if you're not going to leave, like, I can't handle listening to that. And I I know that probably sounds super mean and I'm not trying to be like, I want to be a friend who can be there, but I can't listen to that because that hurts me. Like Mm -hmm. to see a person you love getting hurt all the time is hard. Like I just can't. I was talking to somebody and they were saying how even when you call like the domestic abuse hotlines and stuff, they tell you there's nothing you can do if that person ain't going to leave. Like you can't call for somebody else when it's a domestic dispute. Yeah. That person has to do it. And it's just, it's sad and it's heartbreaking. And it's rough, but. I've also learned Hannah and I had a fallout one time about the men that she was dealing with and they weren't beating her, but they were just rude. They were just disrespectful and I would get more upset than she would. And it would Mm -hmm. stress me out more than it would stress her out. Mm -hmm. Like after the fact, during the moment, she would be, you know, crying and stuff. But then it got to a point in our friendship where I told her, look, I'm not going to stress over it more than you. If you want to stay with him, you're going to stay with him and I'm not going to be around him. I'm not going to stop being your friend, but um, 
I just I can't you can't keep putting me in these situations if you know you're gonna stay with the nigga. Yeah. And she knows that now about me. Like mm-hmm. it's one of those I have another friend the same way. There are some friends where it's like I'm not gonna I can't leave you alone mm-hmm. because you need somebody. You need an outlet. Mm-hmm. You always need it. People need outlets. And so I think that's important for people to remember. It's it's annoying when your friend is getting done dirty. It is. Mm-hmm. And I've even been on the other side where you over here talking all this shit and then you run right back. It yeah, is I annoying. have too. And I know how annoying that can be. Like both sides. But it's like at the end of the day, if it's if it's really taking a toll on me, like I said in the beginning, that stuff really does have an effect on your whole life. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to figure out like a healthy balance. And unfortunately, like I'm not the friend for that. You need another <laughs> friend. And maybe you can write me a letter or something. But it's just I have to take a break. Yeah. And maybe like give me a couple months. And if you're still there, we can talk later. But I can't listen to this every damn day. Mm-hmm. Like I got my own shit going on. I have other friends and other people unloading their stuff. And sometimes I'm just like, damn, I know I ain't got no man, y'all, but I I don't always want to listen to everybody complain about theirs. Can we can we talk about something else? Like, I've got my own problems going on. Can we talk about something happy? Is anything uplifting going on? If not, I'll call you back. I'm about to watch comedy on Netflix and take a nap and call it a day. Yeah, it, I mean, look, everybody got their way of stuff. They do. Um, okay, well, did you have anything else you wanted to say about that before we move on? Mm-mm. Okay, well, we will move on now to Indecisive Diane. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? What do you want? All right, Diane, what type of fun summer activity date do you have for us? Hey, ladies. Okay, so boy, do I have an activity for you. So listen, this could be a group date. This could be a double date. This could be you and your friends. Go shoot the hooch. If you live in Atlanta or you're just visiting for a couple of weekends in the summertime, you got to go there. It's going to be so much fun if you don't have a canoe, if you don't have a kayak, if you don't have a tube, if you don't have a paddle. But well, damn, they got a lot of shit going on. Ladies, it's so much fun. You can you can rent one when you get there. If you don't have your own, you go down the river. It's three and a half hours. You can bring beer. You can have a cooler. You can have wine. It's so much fun. Try it out. Tell me how you like it. You're going to get a nice little tan. Here's the address. 203 Azalea Drive, Roswell, Georgia, 30075. Try it out. Get there early. And tell me how you like it. We will. Bye, Diane. Bye, ladies. Okay, guys. And welcome back. Now it's time for our advice. So remember, if you ever want to send us an advice letter, send it to cocktails.atl at gmail.com. Do you want to do the first one? Yeah. Okay. This is actually in. What's up, ladies? Big fan as of late. Medina's voice is so sultry and sexy. Thank you. I see you too, Kiki. Anyways, I'm recently single after having a back-to-back long-term relationship. I've always been a decent-looking dude, not fine, but I got a cuteness that will wear you down. Plus, I'm very confident and persistent. Listening to yours and a few other podcasts, I've been hearing that ladies are preferring more girth than length. I've never had a complaint. However, I know I'm not girthy. Is this a new trend, like how men prefer shaved over bushed? Am I shit out of luck with my pencil dick? A little insight would be great. Thanks. Sincerely, long and skinny. <laughs> Got a pencil dick. Oh, I mean, 
mean, if you haven't had any complaints, it's, you're you're doing something right because it's always if you know how to work with what you have. That's what's really most matter. important. I think that is. I wouldn't say it's a new trend. I think the only new trend, as far as that is concerned, is that women are speaking up about what they actually like instead of laying there and taking it and pretending. People really want to be pleasured, and yeah. they're tired of just like laying there and taking whatever you give them. You got to put some work in. Now, girth is good, but length can be good for something else yeah like i would say since you have length i hope you're not just like nailing girls i hope you're doing a slow stroke with with long and, and skinny some swirls or some something. swirls yeah. yeah like you know try different positions and move differently i don't know if your dick may be curved you could try to work that in there i don't know but you know you'll be all right you yeah. know just work on your mouth game i want to see what you look like can you send us a picture <laughs> A dick picture or like a real... No, not a dick picture. Because oh. he was like, I'm fine, but I got a cuteness that'll, you know, wear you down. I yeah, see. I would like to see too. I'm not mad at that. Okay, next one. Um, bringing out the freak. What's good, ladies? I'm a new male listener to y'all's podcast, and I'm currently playing catch up, trying to listen to all previous episodes. Just so y'all know, y'all are hilarious and on point with y'all's advice. Here's my issue. My fiance and I are in a beautiful relationship, and I love her very much. I'm considered the freaky one in our relationship. She's told me that the only way she comes is by receiving head and her riding me. The issue is she doesn't do it often. I'm usually the one that has to start and initiate this. Also, at the beginning of us talking, I told her I love head. I hate asking because I hate feeling like an inconvenience, but I really do want head all the time. I guess my question is, how do I bring out the freak in my fiance? Or do I just wait until we get married? Signed, Freaky Fiance. You can't wait until you get married. You like it's not. Get... It's definitely. It's probably because it might get... be absent. Like, it it just might, might be. Not, you might not be bringing nothing out, but an angry black woman. Um, I would say try to start doing some shit now, and also, yeah. y'all are getting married, so I think you should have a very open mouth and really tell her what you need. Um. Yeah, tell her that, and maybe like encourage her. Maybe she's not confident. In her skill set. Because I know about not feeling confident that you're just like, I'm not going to go in it. Yeah, like maybe you should try encouraging her or telling her like, like just in the middle of the day, send her a text while y'all are both at work and just tell her how you were fantasizing about whatever she did the other day or what you wish she would do and say it in a nice way, in a sexy way and just, just make her feel desired. And then that that is what always makes me feel like I'm going to really go in. Yeah, maybe even send it in a voice text. Yeah. Mm, I'd be like, babe, don't listen to this out loud. But if she doesn't carry <coughs> headphones to work, don't do that because she can get in trouble. Yeah. Okay, you got another one? So this is an update. Okay. This is from the girl who, um, she had two guys. Hold on, wait. I'm looking at it. She Okay, she was dating the guy. They tried to stay friends. And she had another guy and something like that. Do you remember when she wrote this in? The When we did cast? I don't, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she was talking to two guys. She fell off with one. She started talking to another one. And the guys knew about each other. But then she got back with guy number one and guy number two. I drink too much. Go I ahead. think I do too. She's like, should she tell him? I'm not even drinking today, but. So here's her update. She says, hey, ladies. So here's my update. Last Friday, I was supposed to go over his place for our usual bonding time, but I end up coming there really late. As I enter his apartment, tell me why he had another female here on his couch sitting in the dark. Weird as fuck. She started going off on him and being and beginning to whoop his ass. <gasps> 
I don't blame her at all. The ass whooping. Did we read this? No, but I read the email earlier because I, oh. I couldn't remember the story. But yeah, I read it earlier. Okay. I don't blame her at all. As she was whooping his ass, I got my ass out of the situation. I confront him about the situation on Sunday because he knew that I was pissed at him. Moral of the story, always trust your intuition. I am not going to tell that nigga shit. So he used... He used one against me fuck him and his bitch <laughs> but i am happy that she whooped his ass for both of us lol thank you again for the help and can't wait for another live podcast and to meet you one day i feel like i read that before or if, i don't know but if we did sorry y'all that was a, okay so i was confused because i'm like why was a girl sitting there in the dark why was why? he trying to get a threesome started and she didn't know because that's the only thing that that's could the only been... conclusion i could draw <laughs> I, I want to talk to the other girl. <laughs> I want to know what happened. And why were you beating people's ass? Was that her apartment? The girl that was sitting in the dark and he had been lying? Like, that's I'm just a, confused. That's a I toxic an relationship. That is that toxic. Just, Y'all are physically... That's not good. Good thing you got out of that girl. Yes. Okay. This one says, who can relate? Love y'all's podcast. Been listening for a while for a while now, but this story is wild. Please read it on the show. Okay, here we go. I got a home girl. I feel like this would happen to me, which is why I stress to you guys it's important to know your family because sometimes you have fine cousins. So Ooh. I got a home girl who went out of town for a family reunion that was over the weekend. And since she was out of state, she hit up the club to have a good time. By the way, she is married and didn't go with her husband. So she's up in the club and says she saw this fine zoo. So I say to her, that's cool. Did y'all dance or what? And then she says, or what? With a nervous tone. So she says they dance. <laughs> so she says they danced all night and went to her hotel after and had some bomb ass sex. And this was Saturday night. So Sunday she went to the reunion and they had the reunion t-shirts on, you know. And as she was there chilling, she says she saw the same dude with the reunion shirt. So now she's freaking out and walks up to him like, nigga, what you doing here? And he said, you see the shirt? And so then her aunt walks up as they are talking and says, oh, I see you met your cousin. So now she wants to know if she should tell her mom or just take the situation to the grave. Take it to the grave, Unless you're from Louisiana, your mama might have did it too. So uh, (laughs) that's disgusting. (laughs) Isn't it? Please. I don't have nothing else to say, but take that shit to the grave. What's your cousin fine? I'm just curious. Could he you had imagine? To be. Girl, what? I'm just wondering. Why didn't you ask? If you knew you were in town for a family reunion, I feel like that would be something I would ask. But maybe I'm just weird. Like I that. mean, because maybe she was just like that. Doesn't happen. That's to people. what happens when you cheat on your husband. You don't fuck your cousin. Take. Don't tell your. <laughs> and mama, I hope you she's ain't pregnant. Your auntie. You have a little <gasps> weird looking baby. Oh my goodness. <gasps> and I wonder if that's like how close of a cousin that is. Bless your heart. But can, can take that. I'm telling you right now, take that shit to the grave because that's gonna be an ongoing joke. That Don't, is, and that's not funny. I would be mad. You're grown. It's not like you were little and you kissed your cousin and didn't know. Right. You fucked him. One night stand. <laughs> I'm mad. You fucked cousin Faith from Soul Food. Oh my goodness. It's time to move on to our cocktails. If you have a cocktail that you'd like to share, send it to cocktails.atl at gmail.com. So you've got one up in your hand. You ready to go? Yes. Okay. Okay. Hey, ladies. I'm a new listener. Dang, we getting a lot of new listeners. 
And I find y'all funny and entertaining as hell. But let me tell you, ladies, what happened to me. So I'm a security guard at a university up here. And there was a summer resident who, for some reason, just kept talking to me. Oh, this sounds like you're about to get fired. She would tell me crazy personal <laughs> stuff, and I would offer her advice. One night, she comes into the dorm. I'm working and reveals to me that she finds me attractive as hell in my uniform. I shrug it off and blame it on the booze. She seemed kind of tipsy. But she comes around my little workstation and flashes me. I tell her to put her boobs away because she's on camera. Shorty doesn't care and proceeds to kiss me. I tell her it's inappropriate because she's drunk and I'm at work. But she continues to get up on me to the point where I have to call for a break and fuck the shit out of her in the security room bathroom. As I'm leaving the bathroom straightening my pants, my supervisor and her roommate are standing at the desk looking for her. As she stumbles out of the security office, my supervisor asked me why she was back there and I came up and I came up with the excuse that she was drunk and belligerent, so I let her sit down and sober up a little bit. Shorty ran with the story and I got away with getting nasty at work. To this day, whenever she and I see each other, we wink and keep that dirty secret signed, protected and satisfied. I love it. I think that you really tried it and you so could have been on the news. I'm glad that you didn't get fired. <laughs> Me too. I thought that's where it was leading. Yeah. Like, like we got caught. Bruh, you was going to be a news story. Good for you, though. I like I when know. shit like that happens. That is definitely um, a cocktail. Okay, so this one is called, um, this is from Bloody Mary. Okay. <laughs> so Bloody Mary writes in and says, hi, friends. Um, so your recent episode when you talked about period sex made me think about my first period sex experience. You guys, I really enjoy period sex. It's not just something that you do because you have to. Like, I like it. Anyway, that's not what she said. That's what I'm saying. So she says, I was in college. So about nine to 10 years ago, I was at the mall spending money I didn't have. Girl, been there, done that. I met a guy who worked at Foot Locker and we hit it off. He was home for the summer from college. He was a cutie, tall, caramel, nice teeth. We talked during his little break and then pretty much all day. He ended up coming over to my apartment and we started drinking. Of course, after a couple drinks, things got touchy. I disclosed to him that I was on my period, which lasts a week and can be heavy. We started to talk about how women get horny on their periods and how neither of us have had sex before. So after a few more drinks, we were just like, fuck it. Went upstairs. I laid down a towel and it went down. I like to let out a good fuck or shit during sex. And that kept making him pause because he thought it was hurting and kept asking, you okay? The sex was good, but we didn't finish because it was low-key a crime scene. LOL. But he ended up having, uh, but he ended up leaving the next morning and we talked a couple times after, but never got to hook up again. This might have actually been my first one night or two. I've only had two. He's engaged now and I'm just thinking of all the cocktails I could send in. LOL. Love you guys. Bloody Mary. Send them Bloody Mary. Oh my goodness. Um, y'all coming yeah. through with these cocktails. I know y'all Thank really you. be out here living. You know, I have a request of the listeners. If there's something that you would like me to try, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but send me some ideas. I've just been feeling stale. like sex wise. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I need some inspiration for my cocktails. I don't know what it's gonna be. Um, I don't know, but I could use some inspiration. You know, maybe it's something out there that I don't know about. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get out of this drought. Um, okay, you have another one. Oh, we're doing another one. I mean, if you want to, if not, we can we can wrap up. Um, let's do it. Well, I'll just read this one. Okay. <laughs> this is an old one that we never read. Okay. Okay. So at least I think this is. I don't know what the fuck I was seeing when I was writing on these. Okay. 
<laughs> Good evening, ladies. Kiki and Medina. By the way, love the spelling and sound of your name. No offense, Kiki. I don't think she'd be offended by that. I enjoy Thanks. your podcast. <laughs> Keep up the great job. So just finished listening to episode 89, and it reminded me of my own tale. <laughs> I'm six foot and weigh 177 pounds. Reasons th that's relevant. She was <laughs> she was slash is maybe 5'1 on a good day. Petite, gorgeous, and a lot of fun. I would walk to the fridge fucking her to get us some water because I didn't want to stop. <laughs> I've done that before. Yeah. She came over um, one night, and after some unbelievably, unbelievably bomb head, I had to have her. She told me the reason for the more... She told me the reason for the more than usual great head game was because she was on her period. Only question oh. I had was heavy day or light day. When she said light, I proceeded to take her jeans and period panties off. Ooh, she was horny too, but was understandably slightly uncomfortable. So I asked her if she wanted me to stop. When she said no, it was on. Get her aroused and her mind off, off being uncomfortable. I reached in and searched for the string and pulled out the, the tampon. We had marathon sex. It was great, but it was also dark in my bedroom. When we finally finished, she, being self-conscious, turned on the lights to see if blood was everywhere. I knew it was, but didn't care because she made me come. So I was on a mission to do the same and was successful. My bedroom looked like a crime scene. She was <laughs> surprised, but I simply laughed and said it looks like an episode of CSI, which made her laugh. We laughed as my white curtains had blood splatter, blood stains on the bed, blood on the rug from me having her against the wall in my white comforter lol Ooh. she soon after began the process of cleaning off the blood before it stained everything and, and i helped we laughed the entire time because we were scrubbing and bleaching just like an episode of csi <laughs> so when i heard the reference to a murder scene thought i'd share since the story involves someone other than myself i want to keep my name okay yeah you're anonymous cool oh my god and that is it and that's uh that's hilarious. That is. I've never done the scrubbing and bleaching thing. I haven't either. Like, if it's on the blankets, like, grab them You know up. they make a period blanket, a period sex blanket now. I saw it. It's one of those companies that does the, um like, the period panties, too. And so, have you ever seen, like, an outdoor blanket that's specific to picnics where it has, like, yeah. that vinyl side? It's kind of like that, but it's not as bulky and ugly. And, and so you throw it away or you re- No, you can wash it. But it's it's like those it's just, reusable panties that you can use. With the, with it. It's like it's like reusable diapers. You know, like I would if I had a child, I would just prefer the disposable kind because it's literally like waste coming out. You know, I wouldn't want to keep it. But good hey, I mean, look, come on, CSI shower. But you know, um, thank you for that. That was uh, that was y'all a lot of period stuff today. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, just remember if you have some more stuff that you want to share, send it to us. Cocktails. Is that ATL? At gmail.com. And if you have any, uh, if you want to advertise with us or any of that, um, sponsor us or just send us some money, you can send an email there too, cocktails.atl at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us online at on Instagram at Cocktails Podcast. And you can follow me at Kiki Said So. I'm at Coffee Bean Dean. And until next week, you guys, goodbye. goodbye. I'm sorry, but the person you called has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.
Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.